Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredible guest. I'm so excited to share his wisdom with you all. His name is Danny May and he is a global AI tech entrepreneur and industry speaker who founded Lingmo International, a digital AI-powered translation software provider with no IT or AI background. His idea to develop a real-time language translation solution to break down the global language barrier came after an embarrassing situation in China when his passport was stolen and he had no way of communicating with the local people. His intuitive mindset seeks to make the impossible possible and inspires many young people to follow their dreams. His engaging presentations make it easy for people to relate to him as he demonstrates how to push the boundaries in the startup world. In this episode, Danny shared his top five actionable life lessons which has helped him grow into the servant leader he is today and here they are. The first is resilience. He talks about pulling yourself back up again and to always stay consistent. Number two, comfort zone. Do something uncomfortable every single day. Number three, learn lessons. Nothing is a mistake or a failure, just a lesson. Number four, ask more questions. You'll never know the answer until you ask the questions. Number five, embrace rejections. Get used to hearing the word no because it's going to happen a lot in your life. And then he left us with an amazing quote towards the end where he said, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you come from. Give something a shot. The worst you're going to hear is no. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Danny, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. Bro, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I know we just kind of catched up just uh, just before I hit record. And honestly speaking, before today, I never even know, knew who you were. I obviously checked out your bio. I looked into who, what you're up to, what your business is all about. And I was just like, firstly, I was inspired by your story, which for all the listeners, make sure you guys go and check the story because you can find Danny's story all over the internet. But today is just going to be, Danny's going to be sharing his five top lessons in life business with you all where is I'm already super excited to just listen to what he's going to share. He was telling me like, he's just like me when he does his keynotes, he just goes out there and he just, he's just himself. He puts out uh, pure energy and love into the conversations and the speeches that he does. And uh, as you guys know, that's exactly what I do. I gave a whole TEDx speak, uh, a whole TEDx speech with like no rehearsal, like <laughs> nothing. I just like planned one week ahead and I just gave that talk um, because I honestly believe in the human connection and me in my, in my personal growth journey, just becoming confident has allowed me to just connect with people being myself and not having a script. So Danny, I'm super grateful to have you on the show, man. And I want, I want to just go straight into it and just, I'm in listening mode. I want to learn from you today. Man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you what, when you said, you know, just then, you know, you get a week's worth of, uh, you, you know, you practice for a week before your TEDx. I'm normally a day or a couple of hours. Like if I do it too far ahead, I'll just forget what I'm doing anyway. I'm better off just running with winging it. Winging it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, winging it. <laughs> I love that, man, yeah. No, but what I said was, I actually, so the Saturday, before, so my TEDx was on a Friday, and the Saturday before it, I only just like made the, you know, you have to do a presentation because oh, they wanted slides, to do all yeah, fancy. Yeah. So I put like nine slides together, and dude, the nine <laughs> slides had like, each each slide had like one picture on like two words. 
Yeah. And that was just for me not to be confused. So I just stay on point. (laughs) Oh, you're exactly the same as me. You know, um, they've done a few keynotes and they've said, can we have your presentation after? I said, yeah, problems, but it's not going to make any sense to you. It's just pictures. Yeah. It's pictures and one keyword because then I just remember what I've got to say on that, that slide. Exactly. I love that, man. And I think I'm sure you can agree with me. Like when we see our slides, we can just tell from the picture or from the words, this is the, okay, this is my life. So I should already know what happened in my life. I don't have to read off the screen, right? Exactly, exactly. I found that if I, the few ones that I did where I read off the screen, I was very boring and it wasn't yeah. engaging. And, you know, one thing about me is I am dyslexic. So when the num- when there's a lot of words on the screen, I actually start, I start panicking, if that mm. makes sense. And yeah. And I just don't have a uh, my myself feel, so that's why I, I keep it very simple. Well, let's say keep it simple, stupid. So that's, that's yeah. what I do. Love it, man! Awesome, bro. I want to I want to get straight into it, man. I really want to know, like your like, what would you say are your like top five lessons in, that you've learned throughout your journey, your your, your life, your business? Because I know your story obviously is is super inspiring and, and how you started your company and what you're what you're up to. Um, and also the the really hard times that we've just been through. So what would you say like are your kind of top five things that everybody listening can go and just literally take action on today? Um, the first one's resilience. Um, you know, you, you've you've got to be persistent, and especially during now through COVID and stuff. Um, you know, it's it really hits home that you you've got to love what you do. And you, you hear people say it all the time. You know, you, you hear. You watch the movies like um, Jobs, so Steve Jobs says it all the time, you know, Bill Gates, um, Gary Vee, everyone said, you know, David Meltzer, they all say that you've got to be passionate about it because if you're not, you, you know, I've had a few businesses before this in the um, tech side when I was dabbling um, while I was still doing plumbing. I, I did plumbing during the day and then tech at night and, and dabbling. And I started those businesses on the pure um, note of, trying to get out of plumbing and make money that was it and they actually failed because when it got too hard i just gave up mm. and one of it was a photo sharing app and stuff and you know i think everyone started the photo sharing app when yeah. instagram got bought by facebook for a billion dollars yeah. <clears throat> they they all started that and i was included in that so when i started the business i i didn't focus on um i focused on the problem and not the money you know if you focus on the problem and you're passionate about it the money will come later on um, you know, another another point is don't be afraid to try something outside the outside your comfort zone. Um, you know, I went from plumbing to tech, um, and to be honest, <clears throat> I built you know I brought people in partners, um, you know, to help commercialize a product and 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 so on. And I assembled a, a kick-ass team. You know, I put them up, up against any team in the world now, um, whether it's you know big company, small company, they're just they're the best. Um, is when you you know you you're focusing on on the product side of it and you get results you know you, you, you if you, you're passionate about it so you know that's I sort of can't really stress that enough because it's it is a big key factor on that and then you know as as I was saying you know when you go from one industry to the other you actually you, it can be done mm. you know you you bring people in the smarter than you to to help you with it. So you can learn. So I've learned everything. Um, I self-taught myself everything in the uh, translation industry, like AI and all that, <clears throat> just in my industry. Not, I didn't need to know what other, you know, how um, blockchain works and all that. I do now, but I didn't know how. I, you know, I didn't. I just had to have a laser focus on what we we're doing and self-teach myself. So you you've got to work twice as hard 
than someone in the tech industry, for my in my case, in the tech industry, because I didn't come from there to get recognised. So if there's anyone out there thinking, oh, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm a plumber, for example, but I've also <clears throat> I want to do um, you know tech or you know law or whatever it is. Nothing's stopping you from doing that. You can go off and do it, but you just got to be prepared to to hear a lot of the, a lot of no um, people saying the word no and resilience and putting the extra work in. Um, the way I see it is, you know, if anything was ever happened in the early days, I, I have an advantage over someone that is in the tech industry that would have started this because mm-hmm. if something happens, I can go back and do plumbing. Well, I've got a trade. I can go back and yeah. everyone's looking for a plumber. Whereas, you know, someone in the tech industry, if they fail. That's their industry, so it, you know they've got to kind of get a lot of um, self confidence back to you know maybe get a job or whatever it is. But having said that, failure failure as an entrepreneur is um is one of the people like that. It's sort of like life skill. Yeah, if you don't fail, I don't think you learn anything in life in general, right? Like I think a lot of people are scared to fail. Um, I think literally. Just like, you know, today someone was like, I, had a, I was messaging someone on social media and they were, they were asking me about failure. They're scared to fail. And like, I just said two words, fail faster. Like I was like, go, go and fail more, man. Like you, have, you haven't tasted nothing. Like you haven't failed enough in your life or you haven't got rejected enough in your life to become resilient enough to just be like, ah, this is just another, this is just another thing. It just happens. This is part of life. And yeah. the, more you, the more you go through failure, the, actually the more resilient the more stronger the more mentally tougher you become so i think i always tell people in, when it comes to failure also resi- res- resilience as well just just to stay resilient and to and to go out there like love rejection start start loving rejection like shift the mindset from oh I, i'm scared to fail to you know what i'm gonna go and fail more fail fast learn and uh, and and just be and just love rejections because that's how you're gonna grow uh, definitely it's you know it's, it's about lessons and you know, I have a lot of people coming up and asking, you know, do you have any regrets? And you sit there and you think, okay, yeah, but you don't call, I don't call them regrets, they're lessons, you know. You, I do regret a lot of things, and um, but that's, that's not what it's about. It's about taking the lesson from that and and execute next time you do it. And that's how, you know, with Lingmo, what we've done is, you know, a lot of lessons, I've learned a lot of lessons in Lingmo because it's, you know, we've gone through the ranks. Um, but the lessons that I learned when I started my, you know, the other couple of businesses that in the tech industry where um, they failed, I learned those lessons and, and implemented them here. And you know, for you know someone that that um, you know, for example, that you spoke to today, or you messaged today, if people are, are wanting to start a business, and it's not, this wouldn't be for everyone, but I've got three sons. So um, if you know you, you don't like rejection or you don't like hearing the word no or you know you're very self-confident of you know people you know putting bad comments to you go coach an under six football team i'm telling you now i coached an under six football team here in australia and you learn very quickly kids are very honest mm. and you can't you, you, you know you got to wipe it off you know it's sort of water off a duck's back and and away you go you know that's when with the um the keynote speaking and everything that I do, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back to that point because you sit there and you go, I, you know, I never liked to speak in public. I never, you know, I never liked um, rejection back then and, and all that. But then you got, you know, 15 sets of parents watching you and you've got these little, you know, five-year-old um, guys and girls um, that have uh, been brutally honest with you with the way that, you know, they don't want to do this drill or whatever it is. And it's, yeah. it, it's a reality check. So, 
you know, it's not that not everyone can do that, but if you if you're worried about self confidence and stuff, you know, just speak to a kid. They're they're brutally honest. Where yeah, us I love adults are, are, are on, you know, we're not on. We are honest, but we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You know, kids yeah. have no filter. Doesn't matter what age you are, they'll just say whatever to you. Like it doesn't, it. doesn't matter. Right? And I think that's. I think we like I personally I learn a lot from kids. Like I whenever I go out, it might sound a bit weird and freakish, but like when I see kids anywhere, whether outside, whether I'm I'm working out or um, I'm just going out somewhere shopping or something, and I see kids, right? Like I genuinely just love watching them because I. But by the way, I'm an I'm a visual learner, so like I I love learning from either watching or listening, but more from like watching and actually doing physically doing it myself. That's how I learn best, and so I love observing like whether on social media or offline, when I see kids or like you know, in the real world and I just see how they're acting with their parents or, you know, their, their, their other siblings, it's just so interesting like how just from their actions, you can genuinely learn a lot just from watching yeah. them. Like you could be like, wow, look, this one's crying, which means they want something and they're going to constantly keep nagging until they get it, right? <laughs> That's like us in life. Like people say to me, how did I get my TEDx talk? When they used to, when I got my TEDx talk, they used to, loads of questions always like, the, one of the biggest questions was how did you get your TEDx talk? Because, um, you know, at the time I never really, I basically only just had a bit, a personal brand. I never really had a business. It was just, it was coming, it was up and coming. Um, so I just told them, I stalked every organizer, like TEDx organizer in, in the UK. I emailed them, I messaged them, and I, and I consistently just kept harassing them until I just needed one person to say yes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, I get asked because I was on the um, when I did a, a keynote in Vegas. Um, I was on the biggest billboard in Vegas, so literally above. I don't know if you've been to Vegas, but above Bubba Gum Shrimp, there's a massive oh. billboard. I was on that for seven days, and I actually laughed because next to it was a little one of um, of J Lo, and I said for the week I was bigger than J Lo. But that's, that's <laughs> that was a wide. good feeling, right? <laughs> it's a good feeling. But I had the same people ask. They said, "How did you get on such a big billboard for seven days?" I said, "I just asked the question." You know, I don't, you know, when I was there, you know, I had a, a, another friend that was up there as well. I said, how did you get up there? And he goes, I just went and asked so-and-so. I said, okay. So I went and asked so-and-so. I said, yeah, no worries. Like, told him the story. They weren't going to put anyone up there. Um, told him the story of, you know, how the company was founded because it was all about IBM up there. And um, they said, yeah, no worries. Come for a photo shoot tomorrow. So it's just about asking. That's the thing. you got to ask questions. Um, if you, the, the what, what goes through my head now is I ask any question and what's the worst thing I say is no. Like that's the, if you get in your if you get in your head, they okay. The worst they're going to say is no, and you sort of prepare for the worst. And you go, oh, okay, well I always walk away. But then when you say yeah, they say yes. You go, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting them, but let's let's go. And those are the best yeses, right? The unexpected ones. I know. I like, know, oh yeah, so yeah, I got it. <laughs> that's that's it. You just go, oh, okay, and then you go, when's it going to be up there? And then that was a funny thing because. Um, the, it was, we were in the States and, um, the photographer, I hadn't had my professional photo taken ever and I had to get makeup and all that. And, oh, wow. <laughs> and the guy, the guy's taking a picture and then next thing you know, like there was all, um, curtains around me and next thing you know, this lady just popped out with a little brush thing and put it on my face and my face must've looked like, oh shit, what are you doing? And then the photographer just lost <laughs> it because he goes, you've never had this. And I said, no, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know why I got makeup. And um, yeah, so it was, it was an, ex- you know, those, those are the best experiences. They really are. Yeah, you're right, man. I love that. I love that. It's super cool. And I remember like, um, yeah, I remember the times, like all the times in my life when I got those unexpected yeses, but 
But before those, before the unexpected yes came a lot of other rejections, right? Oh, heaps of no's, heaps of no's. You get it used to the word no. That's why when you're shocked and they say yes, you go, oh, okay, yeah. well, I was expecting no. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's powerful as well because I think, again, for me, one of my life lessons was the rejections. And when I was, uh, when I was doing an online business a few years ago for five years, that is what taught me because I was in sales and that's what really taught me rejections. And one of my mentors just said, Sadie, you got to start failing fast and you got to start loving rejections. And I, and I couldn't understand what does it mean by love rejection? Like who in the earth on this planet, who the hell loves rejections? We all get upset by it. We all get frustrated by it. Why would you love yeah. rejection? It doesn't make sense. But as I started learning in the process and getting rejected, I understood that he meant that Sadiq, life is like a numbers game. Like, you know, you just go through the numbers and out of every 10 people, one may say yes. Yeah. Or whatever the ratio is for you, you have to go and figure out what your specific ratio is. But your, your only mission, our only mission is to keep going out and asking, 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 and just being consistent as asking and also giving. I think asking and also giving. So give, 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 and then maybe ask every now and then. But if you don't ask for help, if you don't ask for anything, you don't get anything in life. Nobody does anything for you. No, you got to get used to being uncomfortable. That's that's where, it, if you're an entrepreneur, you got to get used to being uncomfortable. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah, love it. I love that. Yeah, that is that is that is good stuff, Danny, man. I'm, I'm, like, I'm so far, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> it's been already so much like, you probably have shared already like three things just, just there in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't even count, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. Like, I'm just enjoying the conversation, but I reckon you shared probably about three things. But like, what other things would you say like, what would you say is um, something maybe that in your journey was kind of, like, let's say, unexpected? Like, you, you wasn't expected this, in, maybe in your business or in your, in your journey so far? Um, probably the, the thing that was unexpected to me was when we, you know, we did a lot of work in our early, of the early days of the company, um, focusing our language translation solutions around um, consumers. So, you know, travellers, business yeah. travellers and so on. And in 2017, we uh, we did up a in fully independent translation earpiece. So you just put it on, didn't connect to any phone. It had a SIM card in there. So we designed it all. We, we made it. It took about six, seven months to design and make it. And then we launched it at um, United Nations. So I did a lot of um, one of uh, a close friend now. He's a, he's a board member as well. He does a lot of work with uh, United Nations. So we launched it in Geneva and... Did a big press release with that with I, with IBM and it went gangbusters. Like literally, my phone was going off its brain, and you know that was really unexpected for me. And <clears throat> the thing that picked up the the most, and this is where I kept I was a plumber till this point because I didn't want anyone knowing thinking our software was not up to scratch or anything. You know, not like the competitors because I come from a plumbing background. I didn't want yeah. anyone thinking that. And we did, i never forget, we did a uh, press release where it said Australian startup, you know, um, takes on big plays in language translation industry or something really long like that. And it wasn't getting picked up by any media. Then we, then they said, they called me up and said, do you mind if we change it? And I said, yeah, no worries. And they said, um, Australian plumber invents uh, translation earpiece. It went ballistic. Like that was, that's what I'm talking about, unexpected. Like I was in 37 and in this feedback from IBM because they're the ones that led it. Um, I did one interview and then that led to being in 37, the top 40 magazine or online magazines around the world, you know, Forbes, um, nice. uh, Wired and stuff like that. And from that, you know, that's when really people started knowing about us and, 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 and the story. And 
you know, the unex- that was unexpected from, from that point of view, which was good. But the thing that was really unexpected was how many haters out there, you know, were in the world. <laughs> like, seriously, it was yeah. just because, um, I had, you know, I had people from IBM call me up and say, I didn't even know you are a plumber. And, you know, that's, and I said, well, that's exactly what I wanted people to, to realise is I didn't want you knowing I was a plumber thinking our software was not acceptable or anything like that because of my background. I mm-hmm. wanted you guys to see the software for what it was. Then, you know, now it was a time for everyone to know. And, you know, the the haters out there just really, you know, trolled and it was to the point where I don't really watch, uh, I don't really, you know, read if there's a news, you know, a press or anything like that or a TV interview or that. I don't really watch it or read it. Like um, I was at my, um, my wife's parents and when I come back from Vegas, I did a, uh, a interview with, a TV interview with um, uh, the TV at Wall Street. And they were watching on TV, on YouTube and stuff. So I went out and walked, went for a walk. Said, yeah, you know, but watch. I said no because you can see the comments. I said no, nah, I'm not watching that because that's one thing that it was was shocking to me was yeah, how many haters there were in there because I was a plumber going to the tech industry. Like people were saying, um, you know, stick to plumbing, stick to clearing block drain, and leave the tech to us and all those type of things. And I thought, well, I'm not gonna, I don't need to hear, listen, or, or or see this. So. You know, I think that that was unexpected. And again, that's what you got to get used to. It's the reject. That's not rejection. It's just you got to get used to when you start getting your software to a certain level, um, and it gets noticed. You got to be ready to hear the haters come to you because it's either they're they're jealous because they didn't think of it, or they're jealous because you come from one industry to another. So you got to be ready for all that. I think, it, I think it comes down to like attention. Like as soon as you start getting some kind of press or attention on you as a person or as a company, that's it. Like there are going to be people out there that's going to be jealous about what you've done. They probably, there's probably people that had the idea in their head, right? They, you know, everyone has the idea in their head and they haven't implemented it. And you just went and did it because, you know, you were more serious about it than them and you just took action. And so I think when you get attention, haters come that way anyways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I, don't, I don't mind that, you know. And again, it's, as I say to everyone is, you know, I, I did come up with the idea in the early days, but, you know, an idea is only as good as your team. And as I mentioned before, I've got to, you know, one of the things that if people are starting out is start, you know, start, you start it, you do everything, but there's a certain time in the company, you know, in, in your life and in the company that you've got to bring people on that are smarter than you. And you got to, you know, and... Like, I wouldn't be here talking to you now if it wasn't for my team. You know, I did cut again, did cut with the idea, did you know all that? But the same as um, you know, you know, your Bill Gates and you know, your all these guys is you know they did come up with the idea, but they are now because of the team around them. And um, I think that's that's a big, that's sort of a you know another we'll say that's, right, that's another lesson if you want to call it. Um, that's you know you pick your right team and they'll they'll work through the good you know through the good times. You know, everything's on, you know, I'm the one that does all the, the radio and all that. But at the end of the day, the people behind me, I'm the one that pretty much does this and they're the ones that do pretty much everything else, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. they're, they're, they're the brains behind the company. So I think that's, a, that's another a, a good lesson is pick the right people and that's where you'll see success, you know, when you're working as a team moving forward. Love that. So I have a question like adding on to that is what, how do you personally deal with the with, deal with hate? Like, how do you deal with haters? Because <laughs> um, for me, say, on social say, media, say the <laughs> for oh, me on social, social media, I know on social media, do you know how I deal with haters on social media? I, I send them a love heart, bro, a red love heart. 
Oh, really? I like, take this, man. You need love in your (laughs) life, bro. Like, you're in such a deep, negative, bad place in your life to be sending me hate. Take a love heart, man. I want to send you love. I, I, or I don't, I've only got social media that I, um, you know, with friends and family sort of side of it. Um, You know, some part of me in the early days, the plumber come out and, you know, the footballer where you sit there and go, okay, we'll come say it to my face and we'll see how, you know, how good you are on the keyboard then. But, I've just come to ignore it. I, I really have. It's it's because then you, you you know say if someone you know because I'm, I'm I've only got my friends and family on my social media side of it, and we've got the business one, which is all the um all out where all our big social media goes through. And if there's a lot of haters in there, you know, generally again, like your gas team handles it, but you know, you either give them something, like if they're really complaining about something, like their product or, you know, something wasn't working, you go, okay, well, here's another one, you know, there you go. If I can't do much more than give you something or, or return it and give you money back or whatever it is. But it's, um, I've just chose, I, me personally, I've chose to ignore it unless, because if you, if you go back to them, this is what I found is if you go back to them, they're going to come back tenfold because they're angry. As you said, they're in a bad place. Yep. And they, if you sit there and, you know, oh, thank you for your, your message. And you see it all on social media all the time, actually, when there's someone writing negative about a company or something like that. They go, oh, sorry to hear, you know, X, Y, and Z, and let's work through this. And then they come back with something even, you know, why didn't you message me the first time? It's always something negative back. And that's why I think, you know, I've, I've just, and I've only really done this of recent, you know, um, you know, cut all the negativity out. That's what I try to do. Because if I sit there, I will focus on that. That's my problem. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, you see the phones, you see some people that have, you know, 300 emails on their phone. Particularly, <laughs> where if there's one little, you know, one thing next to one, I've got to look at it and see what it is to clear everything out. So yeah, well. I just ignore it now. I, I really do, and that's, you know, especially if you're lazy, you got to be laser focused because if you have all these haters come to you and they're hating on your product, and but you know, it's it is a two to a sword. Sometimes you've got to listen to some of them because it is constructive criticism yeah. about your product. So you, you you do sometimes have, well, you do have to read it. Um, when I say no, you don't have to re- reply back. But if it's someone just saying, you know, your product's crap, let's you know, I, I get this for free from X, Y, and Z, and you go, well, okay, well that's not a constructive criticism. So I'll ignore that one. But they go, I love your system, but. Could you have it so we could have a feedback thing? So if there's a mistranslation, we can put a feedback in you. Okay, well, that's constructive prison. Yeah, awesome, you know. Um, and then if they write some crap after that, you just ignore that. But yeah. you, you, got, you got to pick and choose your battles. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And so true. You got, like, just like you said, man, you've got to pick and choose your battles because, yeah, cr- uh, constructive criticism is something that I had to learn as well in my journey because like, some pe- sometimes people do genuinely have uh like it, it comes across negative but it's not it's actually kind of like indirectly they want you to improve whatever it is you're doing as a business or as a personal brand or whatever you're you're growing they just want you to improve and they want that kind of say in it which is totally cool let them have their say in it at the end of the day they making us and the company and the product look better when we when we improve it right and give them that thing because most likely someone else will come and sh- share the same thing at one point down the line right and you'll find that if you, say, have someone giving constructive criticism that, you know, it's feedback on your product and you actually implement those feedback to how it is and it actually makes the product better, you'll yeah. have that customer for life. I will mm-hmm. guarantee it, you will have that customer for life. If you ignore them, 
then they're going to chicane you for for your life as well, for business. It's it's one or the other. But you know, it's yeah, it, it's that's generally the way it goes. And then that person, you know, those hard people to convert to, you know, you've been in sales. Those hard people to convert into a sales for your company generally tell ten, it's like a ten and one or ten and three, whatever it is. They'll tell tell ten people. No, sorry, that's the other way around. They'll tell three people to come get your business, but if if you're um, you give a bad product, they'll tell ten people not to use it. So, um, you know, they're when you they're the little victories that you sit there and go, yes, I've got this yeah. person and I'm happy. Love that, and and something as well. I just picked up on what you said was you know negativity it, it spreads like wildfire. So as you said, like I always give people a, a, the the example of like when you go to book a holiday online and you see all the reviews of a hotel five stars, nine five-star reviews, and the 10th one is like, this hotel sucks. You know, the staff yeah. were rude, my breakfast was cold, and da, 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 da. And the human mind just loves to focus on negativity. It's actually wired naturally to be focusing more on the negative of anything in life. And so when you see the nine amazing, amazing five-star positive reviews, you look at the 10th one, you don't care about the nine one, the nine anymore. You actually don't book that hotel because of the one at the bottom. I'm a little, I am a little bit different in that I get exactly what you're saying because if it was the other way around, you got nine negative and one positive, you go, okay, well, this, is, this hotel is crap. Um, but if you've got, see, I don't know, because I didn't grow up rough, but we didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and stuff like that. Um, when I, and you, you cherish the little things, that's, I think that's probably one big thing is when you're in a, a startup and you're an entrepreneur, you know, you, you, you cherish the little victories. That's what you got to, you got to, you got to do, and I didn't do that in the early days. You know, it's oh, you know, we we um we we signed the X, Y, and Z customer to a you know a memorandum standing. Okay, what's the memorandum standing? Okay, what's you know? But you got to cherish those little things. Yeah. And you know, with what you just said, then you know, you got your nine good reviews, and you got that one bad one right down the bottom. I look at that and go, that person was a pain in the ass. It's probably one of those persons that just wants everything, you know. And, and you see a comment, the why, you know, the okay, well, if they say the beer's not cold, then, okay, I wouldn't go to that hotel. That's, that's probably a good comment. But, you know, something like, you know, the hotel hotel staff would ruin you sit there and go, oh, well, I'll give it a go. And next thing you know, they were, it was just a pain in the ass person. Yeah. So, um, but again, that's, I guess that's another, another lesson is, you know, you just got to, um, yeah. It's, celebrate it's, your wins, basically, isn't it? it? It is. It's celebrate the wins because when, you, when you're in a startup, they, they are... That's where the resilience come in. They're very few and far between. But when you when you celebrate them, you go, okay, everyone gets up and you get you motivated to do the next thing. And I was bad for that at the early days. I really was. And anyone, you know, anyone would tell you, you go, oh, we've got a MOU or a contract. You go, okay, yeah, no worries. And because I was always focusing on the negative. Now, and it was, you know, my partner Darren is the one that really drilled it into me. He goes, these little wins, you've got to get these little wins. And that's where, you know, I'm starting to do that now. And it's it, it, the the mentality and the, enthusiasm just rolls on from that yeah i love that man honestly I, I truly resonate with what you just shared because you're right like you have to celebrate every little milestone that we hit along the journey like for example over six years ago dude i was like super shy like i have a podcast now i'm a speaker coach <laughs> like can you imagine me over six years ago being super shy people meet me now and like dude you don't even give a crap about like anything you just like say how it is you just speak your mind i'm like yeah but it took me over six years to get to this level of like true resilience and like boldness and like just being myself. Because I just asked myself a question one day, which was just, why do I care about what people think about me? I want to live life just being free and just being myself. So the day I actually answered my own question was the day my life started changing. 
Well, one thing that I got I got taught, you know, I was exactly the same as you. I couldn't public speak. I couldn't do anything. Um, and the you know, I was mentored um, by someone that does um, a lot of keynotes. He's, he's, he's you know, he's a fantastic guy. And he, 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 one question he asked me at the start, he goes, what, what makes you scared to get on stage? And I said, what people think about me? And he goes, I'm going to give you a little lesson that you could sit there, unless you walk on stage with no clothes on, then they're not going to forget that. <laughs> if you walk on stage and you say something and you stuff up, it seems like an eternity on stage when in reality it's a couple of seconds. And nine times out of ten, if you stuff up that bad, people are so focused on themselves, five minutes down the road they'll forget about what you did on stage. Yeah. Where I was on stage thinking they're going to remember this for the next ten years. People are so self-indulgent. They just five minutes down the road, and sometimes when I don't take five minutes, it might be what time you forget off stage. Next person comes on, they'll go, oh, what just happened? so true because something I even that one of my mentors taught me was like Sadiq no one actually cares like no one actually cares about you in the in not in not in the most like uh, the baddest way. way yeah not in a disrespectful way just like no one really cares about you because they have their own challenges they're going through their own crap in their life so yes they may have just seen you fail out and like made a big mistake but like after you come off or by tomorrow they're thinking about their their children they're thinking about their life they're thinking about their job the business the career and like they've already forgot about your stuff like they'll, only, they'll only remember if you say something really that resonates with them. Like if they're struggling in life and, and you say that you've been doing this and this is how you, you, you know, you say you got, you know, how I got out of it, they will try and they will resonate on that point. Yeah. Not the point that your stuff, emotions. Yeah. So if that's what the other thing I got taught is if you're on stage and you feel like the, um, the crowd, you're losing them, you either throw in a joke, so laughter or love. It's one or the other. Yeah. So you bring something in that makes them feel heartfelt or you make them laugh and then you get them back. Love that. That's a powerful tip. I, I do agree with that. Like speaking now for a couple of years, that's definitely always works for me. I either crack a little joke or, yeah. or you know, just to get them like, you know, the energy, the energy up in the room again, or I would, um, I would, I would kind of you know, spread some love and say something deep. I think deep, like deep emotions always work, you know, like making them feel something um, and resonate with that. Like you said, super powerful. Yeah. If you stuff up, and that's this is the other okay, there's probably more than five lessons in this, but <laughs> if you if you um if you stuff up, whether it's on stage in business or whatever it is, own it. There's there's no yeah. point, you know. I, that's the thing that really, you know, pardon French, pisses me off is that if someone makes a mistake, you and then they try and dig themselves out of the hole and you get further in a hole, you just sit there and own it. You just go, look, guys, I stuffed up. That was me. Let's you know, I. I I take responsibility and, and 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 move on. You know, like you're on stage, you, you stuff up, you go, "Oh shit, sorry guys, I, you know, I wasn't supposed to say that or yeah. something like that," or, or do this and, and humor, and then, and people just go, "Well, he's just he's just the regular guy." That's that's what people want to see is a guy or girl. Um, you know, no no, don't be fake. You know, if you you make a mistake, own it and just be humble and, and a regular you know guy or girl. Yeah, authenticity, man. Just just be authentic. Just, just be yourself, yeah. be authentic. I think people love, especially these days, men, women, it doesn't matter who you are speaking to, as long as you're just being yourself and you're being authentic, honest, truthful, then uh, then people resonate with that. Like they want you to be vulnerable. They want you to be honest and authentic because that's then they see you as, oh, they're just, they're just a normal person. 
You know, they're not just this CEO and this title that they've been given. They're just a normal guy. He's actually like really yeah. humble. He's actually super cool. Like you can have a normal conversation with him. He's got the title and stuff, but he's actually just a regular guy. And he's really, yeah. really easy to come and speak to. 100%. And, it's, and this is the thing, you know, the higher up the food chain you get. So there was a big organization where I, I did some keynotes with and it was a CEO of the entire Asia Pacific. And he had chief of staff and everything like that. And when I met him, he was the most nicest person. He swore at me, I swore back. His chief <laughs> of staff actually crapped herself because I swore at him. And But he just wanted someone to be down to earth with him. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of where, you know, when I'm on stage or whatever I'm doing, I, you know, this is a big, again, it's kind of another lesson is when you start something, you can be, you know, CEO, you can, you know, you're, you, you start your company, so you move up as management and as you get bigger and bigger, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, you could be fat, skinny. I've got a full length sleeve tattoo. I cover it. No one knows while I'm on stage that I have a tattoo. And, you know, I've had people say, you got to laser it off, but it's my kids and my wife and, you know, it's, it's sentimental and stuff like that. And, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's how you react. And, and, the, and again, this is, comes back to why I didn't tell people as a plumber. It's the products you produce. And, you know, if, I, if I'm on stage or, you know, within, say within our company, what we do for the language translation, if, you know, we gave software away um, to an organisation actually based in London um, called Stop the Traffic. So they help um, stop or they combat human trafficking, men, women, children, uh, mainly women, children, in around the world so for um sex slaves organ harvesting and stuff like that their issue was they couldn't translate uh sorry the people that were reporting say oh there's a little girl getting dragged through a home, um through an airport it was coming in russian but they could only speak english like mm. on the outside so it was the translation side so we gave our software away for free to them or we you know a cost to them we made no money on it and little things like that about giving back makes you know make you feel warm inside and people don't don't see how you look or or you know what you what you do they see what you how you react and for us to do that you know i've got children you know when i heard heard the the chairman speak um you know it just rung you know it was one of those heart you know the heart felt and it's it's you know giving back and as you said before giving and receiving is a big thing but for us to give our software to someone to help you know when you're in a country that you don't speak the language and, you you know, I was in China and something, you know, all this happened and you hear someone that can speak English but also translate in Chinese to you just in the middle of the street, you are instantly, you know, you're grounded, you go, oh, my God, thank God, I love you. You are so, you know, it could be, a, you know, it could be a guy, I love you so much because you just translated for me what I needed. And that's the, the feeling of our software, what we want to bring to people. Mm. Um, and, again, it doesn't matter what you look like. It really doesn't. As long as you're producing the product and you and people are getting result, you know, as I said, you could, you could be from any industry, look however you want. Um, you know, if people get on stage and, and ridicule and, and make fun of you because of the way you look, it gives a crap. Yeah. Love it. Truth, man. Truth, straight up. Like, just don't give yeah. a crap about what people think about you and life, yeah. will, be, life will be much better, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And it took me a long and it took me a long time to learn that. I really did. Yeah, it does take it does take everything in life takes time, I think. Like one to learn one specific thing will take time and failures and mistakes to eventually just be like, okay, I own it and just just move along and carry on with life, right? It's just everything takes time in life. Everything worth having in at least takes time. Yeah. 
100%. But yeah, Danny, man, I, I honestly, I love what you're sharing and I could speak all day with you, man. <laughs> but I love, honestly, you spent, you shared way more than five lessons with everyone listening. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful that you shared so much of your experience, your, your life, um, kind of your journey and your mission and what you've been up to. So I have one question that I ask, that I, I want to particularly ask you because I know you're also a speaker. And that is, like, I want you, it's going to get a little bit deep now. So I want you to basically... Imagine you're on a stage, so you're given like you're given another keynote speech, um, a speech right now, but there's ninety thousand people in the room. Ninety thousand people. You're in a stadium. I'm I'm there with you. We're both on stage, and I'm like, Danny, could you share with everyone in the audience, like your one sentence that that you would you, know, you want to leave them with today for them to go and take action in their life? What would that one sentence that you want to like? help these people remember you by and also go from today and take action in their life? What would that one sentence from you be to them? You got me thinking now. You I did say you. this at the start, you'd have me thinking. So. I told you you're going to get deep, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, I think I mentioned it. I've mentioned it before, but I'll sort of condense it into one sentence. Um, it, if I had to, you know, leave it and... and leave a lasting impression on someone. It's, it doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter where you come from. Um, give something a go. Um, the worst you're going to hear is no and persistence. Just be persistent with that journey and, and in, embrace the journey, I think it's too. Like, um, I, I, that's, that's kind of, you know, I could go up for a lot longer than a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's embrace the journey, and it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your background. You know, you could be you could come from the wealthiest family in the world. You could come from the slums of the world. You know, it's it's about how you embrace it, take the next step, and bring people along with along the journey with you. Mm. Love that man. Powerful, powerful lesson, man. Powerful message for, for 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 us to end the the podcast on as well, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody's like gobsmacked for just listening to to your le- to your lessons and and what you shared, and especially that last thing. He really hit me too, because I think yeah, man, persistence, staying resilient, and just doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter um, what color your skin, what race, religion, creed. All that matters is that you are adding value to someone in the world you're helping someone you're easing someone's life and you're adding positivity into the world and that's what's going to really connect and leave someone with uh, a lasting impression about you so i love that yeah. man but danny if anybody listening wants to go and like reach out to you ask you questions about um your company your business the 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 the, the, the products or services that you provide or just in general they want to learn from you they want to ask you a question about something specific what platforms can they reach you on the best i would also be linking all your platforms and any link specifically that you want them to go and check out. I, I will also be linking that all under the YouTube video and all the podcast platforms, but just from your side, how can anyone kind of reach out to you? Um, probably the easiest way is just connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty, um, that's, that's one of the platforms that I do have myself. Um, so if they, you know, link, connect with me, um, send me a message if you want, you know, um, help or ask a question and anything through that. Um, or go onto a website www.lingmointernational.com. Um, contact us through there, and then one of my team will will, um, will, will put you in contact with me, and, and we, can, we can go from there. Awesome, we, man. We have all this, we have our socials as well. So my marketing manager is going to kill me, but I don't really know the socials of our 
Instagram. I did actually realize. I did actually realize you need to have a personal brand, bro. Like you need to really have your own personal Insta and grow that brand. Yeah. I was trying to search your name, and I couldn't find you on Facebook. I couldn't find you on Instagram, and then I typed in Lingmo, and I was like, "Thank God, Lingmo International." That's the only way I can find this guy. I will start that now. As I said before, I had a lot of haters, so I kind of took myself off my own, say, personal branding. Quest because I gotta be honest, I would have lost my shit in the early days if I got yeah. all the, the negative. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I will start. I, I do have some personal branding stuff that, that is coming out. Um, awesome, man. But if, if you if you yeah, if you want to contact me through those platforms, I think that's probably easiest for now. And then hopefully in the next month or so, I'll have all the personal branding ones up. Nice, awesome, guys. Make sure you guys go and connect with Danny. I'll be linking everything under the podcast, under the YouTube channel. If you're watching over there. And uh, make sure you go show him some love, man. Like, he's doing big things in the world. He's going to be in a billboard around your country someday. And um, and uh, one day you're going to see a selfie with me and him somewhere around the world doing some <laughs> kind of a keynote or something. <laughs> so, um, Daddy, I really appreciate your time, man. I really am grateful for everything that you shared. Um, and any last messages you want to leave everyone before we end the show? Um, no, I think I've covered a lot of things off again. It's if you, if you need any, any help or any questions, especially if you're going from one industry to another, just flick me a message and happy to, to answer any questions that you have. Awesome. Love it. Well then Danny, appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you, uh, taking, um, you know, just time out of your busy day to kind of have it, to have this conversation with me. And uh, I'm going to make sure everyone goes and shows you some love. <laughs> and no uh, I'm looking forward to see your personal brand and everything. And by the way, if you ever need anything from my side, let me know yeah. how I can be of service. And if you need any help with social media, I've been kind of building my brand for over six years. So just shoot yeah. me a message. I'll tell you the apps and whatever it is that I've been using. Happy to do that as well. And uh, in the meantime, uh, keep up the amazing work, bro. I'm looking forward to staying in touch. No worries. Thanks, mate. Thank you. No cool, man. Take care. Thanks. Bye. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world. Because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care